You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Mean Old Lion Media presents Wardrobe Boss. Hey, this is the Wardrobe Boss, and you're listening to the best of the Wardrobe Boss podcast. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Wardrobe Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Eliza Perilla, and I am the Wardrobe Boss. I whip wardrobes into shape through curating styles, collections, and clients' closets, making it easy to get dressed for life every day. And on this podcast, we like to talk style, fashion, winning mindsets, and all things related. Uh, today, my guest is a stylist and a scientist, Taylor Evans, better known as Stylishly Tailored is a PhD candidate and a Baltimore fashionista who is breaking stigmas and encouraging elevation for all. Taylor, so glad you're here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. I have gotten like looks of like, why are you dressing up to go into lab? Uh-huh. I would say that's somewhat of a, I don't love getting those looks, but at the same time, it's kind of practical. We do oftentimes work with like bleach and things that are like uh-huh. could be detrimental to wearing nice clothes. But I, I think it just boosts my mood when I'm, I'm in a good mood or I know that I'm going to be working at my computer most of the day. Like it, it helps me as a professional, I think. But I have had friends, I do have friends, classmates and stuff that ask me um, first like style advice or if I have certain brands that I like or if they're looking for something specific, um, asking my help to try and find something maybe in their price range or budget. But no, no like official large scale um, like styling of other scientists. <laughs> right. But you do have like... You're in, you are a student, but you also have a business of styling people. And so, how does that come about? Right? Because it doesn't have to be students, but people respect your style enough to pay you and say, hey, Taylor, um, I need you to style me and I'm willing to pay you. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a hard line because I, I often say that science is at this point in my life, science is very like nine to five. It's like very much my full-time job. There is some like selectivity that I have with when I do um, work with people on projects um, just because fortunately my like full income doesn't depend on that. So I do like to do it for fun. So when I do, Uh friends do ask me stuff. I don't have a problem if I have free time giving them um, like insight or answering questions or things like that. But right. um, It is interesting to be like a grad student also like kind of running like a side business as influencer slash social media slash start. Like it's a very strange place to be, especially when it comes to tax time. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. Right. That has to be a quite a quandary when it comes to tax time. Um, But how did you get into it? How did you like just start posting your outfits? And then you're like, Oh, my gosh, I'm an Instagram hit. Like, how did this happen? Because I moved to Baltimore, and I knew no one. So um, I moved to Baltimore about six years ago now. And I moved there to work at um, a hospital to get more research experience. And Uh I, I moved there for the job opportunity, but I did not know anybody in the city. So my 
thought was like, I'm going to dress up and go places. I'll one, get to see the city Two, I like to dress up and like, maybe I'll meet people. I can post people post it on Instagram or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and it ended up kind of taking off and like, it wasn't really something I ever really expected. Um, I would say it's transitioned to a lot more style now than it was originally like life's kind of more like lifestyle back then. But, uh-huh. um, I started doing it and then I started meeting a lot of people through it and made a lot of connections and it's just been a great addition to my life, I would say. But yeah, moving to Baltimore and being lonely and not needing a hobby <laughs> is how it started. Hey, this is the Wardrobe Boss and you're listening to the best of the Wardrobe Boss podcast. Today's guests are siblings. They are twins. They are fashion designers. They are fashion influencers and they are preachers of their own church in New York City. Bruce and Glenn are known as the fashion preachers. Welcome, Bruce and Glenn. Thank you so much for being on the Wardrobe Boss podcast today. <laughs> That's one of our um, sort of one of our brand pillars is color, because our goal right, is to spark joy with everything that we design. And it sounds so cheesy. It, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It probably doesn't sound cheesy to you. Um, but it sounds, I, I think, you know, like, oh, we want to spark joy with our clothing, you know, <laughs> but it really is something that I really feel like um, a an idea that God put in our hearts, you know, concerning who we are as designers, that our designs are supposed to do something supernatural for the person wearing them or for the person who encounters the person wearing them that, oh my goodness, it's, I feel happy. It's, it's just, it's, it's wonderful to hear you say that because that's been the resounding, um, resounding comment. We had a, we had a, a meeting with um, Bloomingdale's. <laughs> so we, we got some stuff coming up, but um, uh, we were just talking about our bags because we have a bag collection. And then she, she saw, like, as we were showing her the bags on our website, she saw the um, the clothing and she said, this is happy clothing. And she said, yeah, we, we need, need to be happy in times this like time. This. She said, so, we need clothing like this. That's just, that just, so I'm glad that that's resonating with, with everybody because really it is, um, it's, it's, some, it's something that God put in our hearts and we really try to infuse the designs and the clothing. With and we don't, that. and we don't, and honestly, we don't go in saying, okay, it's gotta be happy. You know, mm-hmm. it's just really what sort of flows out of us by God's grace. <laughs> so I love that. So how did you become fashion designers? When did this come about that you were like, you know what? I think we got something or, you know, how did this come about? We've always had, um, I guess, a love for fashion, but never really pinpointed it as that. It was more in our minds art because my father um, is an artist and he draws and he would we, draw. I guess color. We, we sort of knew we liked fashion when um, we would sort of draw the outfits that we saw um, Sarah Michelle Gellar for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> or like wearing. Moesha from, um, Brandy from Moesha, like whatever she was and wearing. And then we would make little paper dolls at home. Um, and our mother found those paper dolls and she took them and she ripped them up and she said, y'all not making no paper dolls in my house. <laughs> uh, no, my boys ain't making no paper dolls. And we were like, no. <laughs> okay, mommy, we're but, sorry. Because in our minds, even if it was, you know, but in our minds, it wasn't dolls. It was like we're we're like making art and like, you know, fashion, you know, we're just spin up. But so I guess later down the line, we sort of kind of face the music, so to speak, or maybe face the fashion, so to speak. Um, and we decided that we love fashion and we're going to go to college because we hesitated. Fashion. We hesitated at first. 
and, you know, thinking about what people would think, you know, being from um, the hood, you know what I mean? And like, we're going, we're going to fashion school, you know, so we were going to go to school for business at first, just business. And then we decided like, you know what? We're going for fashion. Yeah, this is our life. We got to live this life. You know, <laughs> we want to do fashion. We're going to do fashion. And, and that sort of um, began the deep dive into again, like college began like a crazy, crazy journey for us because I studied fashion design Bruce. and I studied fashion merchandising and business marketing. Glenn. And so we were two years into college in our college the dean of our fashion department, who was this big shot designer who had come from New York City. He came to this little small school, this little private school that we went to, and he took over the fashion department. But two years into us being at the school, he says, I'm leaving and I'm taking a job in New York City and I'm going to be working for House of Darion, Beyonce's company. And when I go, I'm taking you both with me. Right. So you two need to come with me to House Darion for the summer and we're going to intern. You're going to intern with me. And we were like, ah, oh my God, we got me Beyonce. Destiny Child. <laughs> say my name, say my name. Hey, this is the Wardrobe Boss and you're listening to the best of the Wardrobe Boss podcast. Today we'll talk life and style and roll out a Father's Day gift guide for 2021 with the Latin superstar Angel Ramirez, an award-winning singer, songwriter, and actor. He's a member of the platinum singing group Barrio Boys. You've seen him in films like Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing and Coming to America in TV shows such as New York Undercover. He's written hit songs for Mark Anthony and Selena. He's performed Formed with Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston. I can go on, but I'll tell you this. He's still writing hit songs today. And Angel, thank you kindly for taking time out of your crazy busy schedule to chat with me today. My jean and t-shirt look from time to time. I'm very eclectic with everything that I wear and listen to. I crave for all things unique in style. This is definitely true. Okay. I love thinking out of the box when it comes to clothing. I can surely be a trendsetter when I allow myself to be. Uh-huh. And I just basically love anything that's really out of the ordinary. And no one re- really would expect to see me wearing. Right. And although they may oh, that's kind of weird. But then later they go, oh, I kind of like that. And we know that's how trend setting is starting. Do you have a favorite accessory? Like, no, I'm a hat guy. I'm a watch guy. Like, what's your what's your thing? <laughs> I, I live for hats. For years, I've always heard people telling me, mira, Angel, vas a perder el pelo. You're going to get bald. Thank God I still have all my hair. Um, but yeah, I love I love hats. I lo- I'm a sucker for rings, as you can see. Oh yes, nice, very this, this nice. This one is. Wow. I don't know if you can see that. You what see that? is it? That's gorgeous. Um, what is, I can't really tell what it Michael. is. It's Archangel wow. Michael killing the demon, the serpent. Oh, I you love know, that. Right. And negativity. I, I I actually found this in the in the East Village. But it was like uh, made out of sterling, no, not sterling, it was um, like some type of metal, okay. cast iron, and it kept, it kept getting my, my finger green. So I took it to my jeweler and I said, duplicate this for me. He yeah. did, it's sterling silver, and I had it made this. Ever since the movie Salsa, Robbie Rosa had in yeah. the movie a ring in his, in his thumb. And I, I love that. that. So I always wear that, and it has the, the Celtic intertwined you know, rope symbolizing infinity hey this is the wardrobe boss and you're listening to the best of the wardrobe boss podcast 
Check us out on Instagram, comment, like, subscribe, and bring a friend. So today, not one, but two of my clients are here to talk about the rewards of their journey. And just to paint a little picture, they're one of those New York City Upper East Side great-looking couples who have supreme style, supreme street style, I should say, while being chic and sophisticated. And when they hired me, it was not to help them with their style, but with an organized closet system, and that's what they wanted. Ian and Nicole Madover are what I call FBCs, friends before clients, which seems to be a big theme in my life these days. Nicole and Ian, I'm glad and honored that you're here Thank you for joining the conversation today on the Wardrobe Boss Podcast. So we had some some major success on the Real Real. Um, so just to give you like a, a little understanding too, the great thing about the Real Real is they come to your house, they go through everything you want to sell, and basically tell you which brands they accept, which they don't. So you have you know like your own personal advisor, I guess if you will, on like if it's worth selling it or not, you know? So like I had certain things that I thought, well, if I could get a certain amount of money for it, I would be interested in selling it. But you can't think that way because once somebody buys it, they buy it. You can't like take it back and say, well, wait, it wasn't the right amount. I wanted more. You know, you don't have control over that part of it. But we have made quite a bit of money from from resale on the material. I think you have to think of it. I think you have to think of it more in the mindset of, it's a win-win, right? This is something that I have not worn in the last six to nine months or 12 months, right? Or I'm not gonna put it on or even longer than that and it's just sitting, right? So whatever I get from this is a win, right? So whatever type of money. And I think, you know, look, I think Nicole's right. I mean, I think what makes the, the real, real great, is number one is, is that you don't have to like, pack stuff up and ship it somewhere. And by the way, they'll do that for anybody. I mean, it's not like, it's like, oh, we're special that we're getting like someone to come to a and do this, right? They do it for anyone. But I think the other thing is also the fact that, you know, your stuff, like the stuff moves and they like, it really like stuff there sells. Like, even though I still think like who's buying that stuff, like I don't even know because I haven't bought anything from there myself, even though I probably should, (laughs) but like it goes, it goes like all sorts of things. I've sold shoes, handbags, obviously lots of different types of clothing, jewelry. We've sold some watches on watches. there even. Yeah, I mean, so I think one of the things you could think of is when you're thinking about whether you're moving or you're downsizing or you're looking at your closet, you're organizing your closet, whatever it is, you can look at your closet as a little bit of a store and think to yourself, hey, if I could make a hundred bucks from this, or if I could sell all this sort of stuff and make 500 bucks or even a thousand, whatever it is, that's more money than you had when you were staring at the clothes, not doing anything for you. So who cares? You can't think of it as what am I getting back from what I spent? You have to just think about it as a win by the fact that you're getting money for the fact of something that you never wear. Hey, this is the Wardrobe Boss, and you're listening to the best of the Wardrobe Boss podcast. Today, my guest is a sports gal and fashion merchandiser. She radiates great energy and lots of good vibe. And she's part of that community who's using her talents to help people be their best selves through confidence and style. Bethany Caldwell, welcome to the Wardrobe Boss podcast. It was so funny. The first time we traveled, 
as newlyweds, we we debated not even bringing our with wearing our rings. We were so like, oh my gosh, we don't know how to have this valuable stuff, <laughs> which was kind of silly. But you know, you have to think about those things and keep the certain things like on your person versus in your suitcase. But I I agree. I wouldn't. I don't try to overdo it with kind of like those accessories that are really meaningful to you. I think you can kind of pick and choose a few things that can go a long way. And you know, if even if you're a shoe person and that's your thing. Pick like one awesome pair of shoes and then get some miles out of it and have fun with just like being able to wear that pair of shoes like your whole trip and kind of make it your vibe. I think that that's kind of fun and gives you like a different opportunity to approach some of the things that you love in your closet. I agree with that. That's really good. So if you had to give whatever your Bethany's three most important tips for travel packing what would they be? Oh my gosh, I love it. I think the first thing is, and I was just talking to my sister about this, you have to pick kind of like, what's your vibe? Like, what are you going for? Yes, of course, the destination plays into that. But, you know, for example, just like, again, being newlywed, I was certainly playing into the whites, the creams, the kind of just like that bridal vibe. um, Because that's just kind of what I wanted to wear. I wanted to wear my white blazers and my white skirts. And it was it's really easy once you get that like kind of color story to stay on track. And then your suitcase is already that much more cohesive than when it started. So I love that. That's definitely like pick a vibe. Um, And then I'd say the second was probably the the shoe thing like just don't overpack your shoes i say that to i say that to a lot of people like you just don't need it i think you have to it it comes with thinking about what you're gonna do though um for the trip you know what kind of activities you're getting into but be i think probably more sensible than you want to be there that's kind of you know the the give and take and then i think the third is try your stuff on before you put it in the bag yes Yes. Like, yes, yes. Just, just try it on. Cause I think a couple things can happen. Like you can change your mind about something you were, you know, dead set on wearing, or also you might notice like this black tank can kind of cross over for multiple outfits and then you can like leave some stuff behind. So I think trying on kind of like closer to the date of packing is super, super helpful and like leaves less surprises when you get there. It is, especially with seasonal clothing. You haven't worn it in whatever. So, like, how do you know it still fits you? Or how do you know that there's not, like, a little rip somewhere? Oh, my gosh, I didn't notice this. It's so important to try it Mm -hmm. on. And sometimes, right, if you try it on, it may not match your vibe, like you said. The vibe of where you're going, where your headspace is going to be in this place. So it's got to go with the vibe. And I think that'll just make everything easy for you because you get up, you get dressed, you go. And if you're going to dinner, it's not like, oh, which dress should I wear? You already know like your vibe. So you're like, okay, I'm going to wear this dress and this sandal. Hey, this is the Wardrobe Boss and you're listening to the best of the Wardrobe Boss podcast. Check us out on Instagram, comment, like, subscribe, and bring a friend. Today, we're talking to a lovely lady who does just that. Joy B is a digital creator and a midlife influencer, and she's a happy empty nester and sunset chaser. She uses her IG (laughs) page to inspire women 
women who want to be fashionable at any age. Joy, it's truly a joy to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining the conversation. I have a lot of um, collabs and stuff that I work with feature, but I had a lot of clothes to begin with, and that's how I started. But this is my room, and I would not dare show you everything because it's in a complete mess right now. But I have, like, um, stand-up uh, closet things and ha- and racks of clothes. And sometimes I'll just look at something and go, oh, oh I'm going to put this together. And it just it just flows. It just flows easily. And I, I don't seem to run out of ideas. And, of course, I feel like that's from the divine. Yeah, speaking through me, working through me. But it is an incredible creative outlet. It's a great time because I am an empty nester. And at first you mourn. You really mourn as an empty nester because you love them babies and that they're grown right. up. And what, what am I going to do with myself? And you know what? I lost weight. And I started to take care of myself. And I found this gig. And this is my side gig. And I'm thinking, I'm loving some life right now. Like, this is a good time. <laughs> Man, PPs is not time to close up it's time to show up you know what i'm saying yes this is my time and i'm thriving and i love it that is so that is music to my ears right because that so many women as empty nesters and listen i'm not an empty nester but i'm a a woman of a certain age right so i know and Mm -hmm. um it's it it's i think it's wonderful when women who've invested their lives in their children and their husbands and Mm -hmm. their family right so devoted that actually take a time and say you know what now is my time and I'm doing me and you guys are everyone's good to take care of themselves I'm still gonna be there I'll still take care of you but I'm gonna find my joy my little spot in the world that makes me happy so good for you girl (laughs) yes yes (laughs) hey everybody thank you for listening to the best of the wardrobe boss podcast we're back on October 7th a brand new season all great guests, great information for you. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Wardrobe Boss and Wardrobe Boss Podcast and hit us up in the comment section. Let us know what you'd like to hear. What topic did we not cover? We're here for you and we want to do this together. Wardrobe Boss Podcast. Wardrobe Boss is hosted and produced by Eliza Perilla. Edited by Ken Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Wardrobe Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Wardrobe Boss is a mean old line media production. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.